Welcome to the How to Be a Minimalist podcast. My name is Katie and I'm your host. I hope that you enjoy the show and thanks for stopping by. This is episode number 128, How to Be a More Positive Person. Hey there, minimalists. I am excited about this topic today. And you know what? That is one of my favorite things about being an independent podcaster. I don't have anyone telling me what to talk about or for how long to talk or whatever. I just get to talk to you about things that I'm thinking about. I have been considering how to increase positivity in my life a lot since we, well, pretty much since we began considering moving and changing our whole lives around. I'm excited to talk to you about it today. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Before we get onto the topic of positivity, though, I want to give you my personal update for the week. First off, I have a goal to read 22 books in 2022, and audiobooks are definitely on the list. I have read more paperbacks this year, which is something that I have been striving to do since last year, and I find it increasing, which is good, but I'm also really enjoying audiobooks. I listen while I'm doing the dishes or walking or doing those things where having a little something going kind of helps you get through a task. So I am almost done reading Tribe by Sebastian Junger. It is absolutely fascinating. This is book 16 out of 22. So it is the beginning of June. I'm definitely going to meet this goal and I'm probably going to read way more than that. So that's pretty cool. I have been trying to increase the amount of books that I read for a long time. And I think I think this is good. I also actually finished Atomic Habits by James Clear last week like I guess a few days ago, and I decided that it's so applicable to minimalism, I want to talk about it. So I'm going to do kind of like a book club type of a, an episode. So if you want to read James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, I will try to remember to link it in the details. But again, with all the moving and all the stuff that we're doing right now, I'm, I am, I know I'm dropping some of those details and I know it's not great and I do apologize, but I can't, I'm just trying to hold down the fort the best I can. It's, it's a little crazy around here though. It's, it's really crazy around here. So on episode 130, that's not the next episode or not next week, but the week after that, I'm going to kind of dive into some of my thoughts on atomic habits and how they can be applied to minimalism. So feel free to read it in the next couple of weeks and it's a very quick listen, at least it was only six hours long. So I'm going to talk about it and let's have a chat about that in two weeks. Episode 130. Another one of my goals for 2022 was to be more frugal. And this is absolutely something that I have been working on very much. So I have not necessarily talked about it a ton, but I have been working on this one. I thought today would be a good opportunity to tell you a few things that I have done in the last little while that have been really good for our budget. And the very first thing is that I completed and created our budget for June. This is definitely the number one step for us for understanding where our money is going, what we can do better, and also making sure that we can save or be more frugal. It's like impossible to know what's happening with your money unless you create a budget. I also went through our food in our pantry and got all of it pretty well organized I also took a bit of an inventory and then very carefully created our grocery list and have been working on that. I also was able to trim down various categories in order to help 
cover some of our moving costs. It's it's weird because we won't necessarily have rent for that month, but we also do have moving costs. I think it will come out in the wash, but there are some things we need to do in order to prepare to be on the road again. And when I went through our budget, I was at first a little bit discouraged that we didn't have a little bit more excess for moving and the things that I really wanted us to be able to take care of, some of the extras. And I just went through every category. I was like, I can take a little from there. I can take a little from there. Do I really need a haircut? No. (laughs) And I just kind of made some of those little sacrifices and went through and I was able to kind of pull together. It's amazing when you take a little from each category, it's amazing what you can do. There are some categories that don't change like rent or things like that unless they're going up. Unfortunately, that's happening with a lot of different categories in our budget right now. But there are some things that we can kind of tighten the reins a little bit and scrape a little bit out of in order to make more of an excess category. And I'm really grateful for that. On to the main topic. There either has been or there has been the potential for a lot of stress in the last several months, pretty much ever since we decided that we were seriously going to consider moving. It has been a great opportunity for my husband and I to re-envision our life and our goals. It's been a great opportunity for us as parents to teach our kids how to go through something like this. And I definitely have not done it perfectly, but one of our kids in particular did not want to move and that has been an interesting situation to work through. I figured with all the adventure and all the moving we've impermanently done living in the RV, I figured both of our kids would be really open to moving and one of them was not at first, but it was good for me as a parent to go through something like that and to be a listener. I don't think I have been impatient a single time, which is I, I didn't think I would be able to say that. And of course, we haven't moved yet. And there are many months ahead of getting settled into our new town and all of that. So, you know, I'm sure I will fail at some point. But I feel really good about the way we've drawn closer as a family as we have worked through this, in spite of all of the opportunities for stress and frustration and all of that sort of thing, which, of course, a lot of that has been present. It's just that I feel like we have all done a really good job of growing together instead of growing apart with all of the different things we've had going on in our family. I think part of this is because I realized at some point that I did want at least my experience with this move to be an adventure and to not let the stress be consuming. And of course, like I said, it has been stressful. It is always stressful to make such a huge change like this, especially, I mean, we've lived in this area for 10 years. It's not a small part of our married life and it is most of our children's lives. So it's, it's a big deal. It's not something small and it's not like we're moving just a couple hundred miles away or anything like that. But I did want to look at all of this with adventure and not be overwhelmed by stress and have that be the way I experienced the last bit of living in this great, beautiful Pacific Northwest I have absolutely not been perfect at being intentional with my thoughts and actions. It has been a struggle at times. And at some points I have let that stress or the stress has been pretty overwhelming to me. But for the most part, I have decided that I wanted to make sure that it was really intentional about my actions and the things that I was 
allowing to stay in my brain. And that's something I've been working on for a solid year anyway, and longer than that. But really specifically in the last year, I've been trying to change my thought patterns and things like that, which I think has really prepared us, prepared me for this move. But being so intentional has definitely made it so much more of a positive experience and has helped me to become a more positive person. I feel like a lot of these changes are things that are going to stick with me. I, I really am hopeful about that. And I believe that as I continue to practice these things, that they will continue on and be an important part of my life. Today, I want to share with you three things that I am currently practicing, some with better success than others. The very first thing I want to talk about is stop complaining. I did an experiment on this a couple of months ago. I had read some quotes from Stoic philosophers. And one of the things that really struck me was the encouragement to stop complaining. I had a lot of questions about it. I was thinking like, well, how do you express things that you need to change if you don't complain? Or what if you just need to vent or things like that? Is it really so much better to not complain? And I would say that I'm not the type of person that complains very much, but I definitely gripe about some things. I decided I want to try this out and see, you know, if it's true or not. I'm going to put it to the test for myself. It was shocking, my friends, how much happier I am when I don't verbally or mentally complain. I could not believe it. I'm serious. It was so crazy to me how much happier I was. I thought it would feel bottled up or different things like that. And perhaps some of that's because of the work that I have done to kind of process things better. But I honestly think that a lot of it was not complaining gave me more energy to do things in a more proactive way that actually ended up bettering my life. During my experiment, I set up rules to like carefully phrase things that I had issues with so that they weren't complaints, but were still things that I could have conversations about with my family. So I, I wasn't just like not telling anyone, hey, I need this to be done or whatever. I, I just was very careful about the way that I phrased things. And also when I knew that my words or thoughts were simply complaints, I just tried really hard to not say anything and to not complain and I was very successful and what ended up happening is that it forced me to get to work on solving or letting go of what I thought was a problem. It's a simple concept but it was very difficult for me to do this until I realized how much happier I was and so much more of a positive person and I found myself letting go of a lot of things that just didn't even matter. I loved this and it's something I'm still continuing to work on, but I find that outside of doing this experiment and being really mindful of it, I can slip back into complaining or commenting or whatever. And so it's something that I need to keep on practicing so that I can continue to get that benefit. I really do think it's just rerouting the energy. That I think is what made me so much happier and just letting go of stuff like really the petty stuff. It's insignificant most of the time and can be let go of. And that leads to so much happiness if it's truly petty. If it's stuff that needs to change, then it's stuff that needs to change. But the petty stuff, whew, I am so much better off when I let it go. The second thing I've been practicing to be a more positive person is laughing more. There are so many funny things that happen in life. 
encounter a lot that's like, oh, okay, this is a laugh or cry situation. And when I decide just to laugh about it, it works out so much better for me. One of my grocery bags dumped the stuff, it like tipped over and a bunch of stuff fell out of the back of my car the other day as I was closing the trunk. And I closed the trunk on a box of pasta. So it kind of looked like my trunk was eating a box of pasta. And I looked at it and I was frustrated. I was concerned about my trunk. Like, did I just break it somehow? Because it was just weird the way it all happened. And then I looked at it and I saw the humor in it. I just started laughing and I looked up and this lady was taking her shopping cart out and she was kind of biting her lip, trying not to laugh. And I just looked at her and I shrugged my shoulders and I just started laughing a little bit more. It was just funny. It was a very human thing. And she kind of giggled with me and we went on our way. I could have been so offended that she was laughing at me that I couldn't laugh. I could have been upset and kicked my tires. There are so many things I could have been upset about, but really even the box of pasta didn't break open or anything. It was fine. It's not a big deal. There are weird things like that that happen all the time. And, you know, not everything is the bad stuff, but there are funny things that happen a lot. My kids are endlessly entertaining. And there are times when I'm so focused on getting the things done that I don't stop and laugh with them or humor them in their jokes. And I really, really need to be better at this. I have been practicing and life is so much more enjoyable and I feel so much more connected to my children. And also I feel like there is more trust and love between us when I do that. I've also noticed this between my husband and I. The more I laugh when he is teasing me or being playful, the more playful I am with him. We're, we're having so much more fun as a couple that has been married almost 18 years and we've almost known each other for 19 years. Our, our anniversary is this month, so it'll be 18 years and it hasn't always been great. And there have been a lot of tough times. In particular, in the last year, being playful with him and, and trying to be that flexible person has been really awesome and it's been way more fun. I'm finding so much benefit in that. Being a playful person and changing my perspective on things has been kind of like an investment in my relationships and has made things so much better. On top of that, I've been able to take situations where maybe I could have been offended by someone and decided, you know what, this really isn't my problem. And it has made so much more of a positive life experience because I'm not offended by everyone all the time. And I can easily say that I used to be a much more easily offended person. Besides all of that connection and things like that, there are hormonal shifts that happen when we laugh that we could be benefiting from. And those are stress relieving hormones. That's like a simple, healthy thing that we can do. It may not always be easy, but it is pretty simple and we can find a lot of benefit. Oh, I have learned the hard way what stress can do to my hormones and to my body and anything I can do, any little thing that I can do that's helping me to be healthier and keep my hormones in balance. I'm really curious about that and interested in that and laughing has turned out to be one of them. While it is simple, I know it's not always easy and I definitely learned when I was caregiving and when my loved one was going through surgeries and, you know, the possibility of survival was low. There were moments when I was 
definitely terrified and very scared and concerned and mourning, depressed, all of those things. But oddly enough, during those times in particular and during my loved one's recovery and different things like that, I found that laughter was essential to survival. It was one of the only things that helped me through the stress and the sadness was to find some way to laugh. And yes, in some ways, that kind of warped my sense of humor. But it is amazing how that laughter can be very healing. It can actually be helpful to those that are in those kinds of dire straits. It can add so much hope and or just a moment of release when everything else becomes unbearable. Going through this move is a very different experience as far as stress goes from going through caregiving and hospitalization and all of that with my loved one. This is a very, very different experience. However, I'm learning that laughter is still very applicable and very, very helpful. My hope is also that if I can laugh through these things, that it's something I will carry throughout my life and will benefit myself and others as I go. The third thing that's really enabled me to have more positivity in my life as I practice it for sure is looking for the good in others. I am an incredibly flawed person and I know it, but when others show me grace and love, I am so grateful and it also helps me to become an even better person. Like, I'm not saying I'm a great person or anything, but it allows me to improve myself a little bit every time I am shown a little bit of grace or love. Even when I'm caught on a bad day and treated well, that allows me to see where I am and where I want to be and try to improve myself. In the reverse, when I'm caught on a bad day and treated poorly, it just adds to my frustration with myself and with others. And even when I know I'm in the wrong, it is very frustrating that things don't go quite the way that I want them to. Most of the time, though, I am shown a lot of grace and love, even on my bad days. If I'm so flawed and I'm still given the benefit of the doubt and shown love and respect, then why can I not show that grace to others? I notice in particular that not only are my frustrations eased when I change my expectations and my perspective of other people, but I'm also closer to my loved ones and even people out in my community or things like that. And my relationships are strengthened. I find I'm better able to connect to you know, the people in my community where I live or a smile is returned at the grocery store. These might be very simple things, but they mean a lot and they mean a lot to me. And it means a lot to me to know that my simple actions are not just benefiting me and making my life a more positive experience, but hopefully benefiting others. I personally believe relative to the population of the earth, I think there aren't that many people that are truly malicious, evil, nasty, horrible people. I don't think that this world is full of horrible people. I just, I can't believe it. Even if I don't agree with them or if their experience has been different from mine or if they have a different perspective, most people actually really want a very simple, happy life and they want to be accepted and loved and whatever. They want to be a part of something. And so it may look different for everyone, but I don't think that there are 
very many, again, relative to the population of the earth, horrible people. I think all of us have within ourselves the capability to be mean and to be malicious and vicious. It's a little bit frightening to know that that's within every single person, but also it gives hope that knowing that that's inside of all of us and yet there is still so much good that happens is very hopeful to me. I know that even if I'm frustrated when I push past that and look for the good in others, it nurtures that good. It frees it. It enables people to have the grace to follow that instead of become on the offense or the defense and get frustrated or feel justified in their anger. I have noticed personally when I am polite, even if I am firm, but polite, it allows for real communication. But a lot of times it allows for a lot of understanding. And most of the time, it nurtures the good. And so as I've practiced this, I've actually had a lot of sweet experiences where I have basically, because of my choice to not get all upset and to look for that good, I have seen and experienced people turn around and fix what they did to me in a lot of situations or just to walk away without being angry or different things like that. So I've felt a lot of benefit from looking for the good in others, even if I don't agree, even if I know I'm wronged, even if fill in the blank. This one is very challenging, but it's one I absolutely want to continue practicing because again, when I'm humble enough to remember how flawed I am and how full of error I am, it's good for me to take that And remember that and turn around and try to remember that I want to nurture goodness and grace because I have been benefited by that many a time. These are just a few things that I'm doing and I would say these are the things that have maximum impact as far as adding positivity to my life. I feel like I have been able to share that with others in a lot of situations and It's a drop in the bucket, but in my little world, I think it has benefited others. And it's certainly benefited myself. My minimalist challenge today is very simple, but I think it's a great one and it's a fun challenge. My challenge is try laughing more. I know that this one can be hard. I'm not telling you to laugh at people, but laugh with more people. Just try laughing with more people. It's a good way to deal with a lot of things. Thanks so much for being here. I'm really glad that you joined me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And remember, it is all about the experiences, not the stuff.